Justine. And I'm Nanchi. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Bangas and Yash. We're two brown girls navigating around the world of sex and sexuality. And although we stay educated, we by no means are experts on sex and sexuality. But we're here to keep ourselves informed while keeping you informed. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the joyride. Hi guys! Welcome to the finale episode of season one of Bangers and Yash. We've made it out through through the woodworks. Woo, Ten woo, episodes woo, woo. in. I'm so happy. For I think us. we can call ourselves podcasters now, which means we just been full of hot takes, allegedly. You go ahead. Like, You're a professional. I back you. Well, hot take expert space. Oh, okay. I mean, if sex is hot, then yeah. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. We like to keep it hot and charged <laughs> up. We like to keep it fired up. Fair. I hear that. And on this finale, we're not alone. We're joined by my other best friend, Zen, who is into sex, food, and humans. That's a direct quote, guys. Mm. That's a direct quote. Word for word, bar for bar. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to the audience, Sin. Welcome. Hello, Laura. <laughs> 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 I'm so- so dead. I was literally <laughs> so dead. So we had to bring Zen in because we thought Zen would bring like a very unique, very interesting perspective to our next topic, which mm-hmm. I won't lie. This is like such an exciting topic for me because I think there's so much to be said. Yeah. And I think right now as the world stands, like perhaps this conversation needs to be had because now that we've been let out into the world, we're just gripping onto anything. You know, that's it's just like any human contact. That's that's really also <laughs> hold me and we don't care anymore. We don't care. We're like we're vaxxed, we're sacks, let's keep it moving. That's Jeez. all that matters. Jeez. So this week, what we're talking about is the person of your dreams versus the person of your reality, which I think like just to start off the topic, just to like introduce exactly what this means. I think like maybe if we take turns to like identify like what is the person of your dreams and like the person of your reality you know because mm. like I think we all have like just very different ideas, ideas of it and like perhaps some people have been thought about like what the person of your reality is like who is this person that you're actually staring at right now you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> who is this person and exactly how much are you willing to take and how far is it from like the person of your dreams because like fair yeah like for me the idea of like the person of your dreams is like the person who you have idealized this person that you've handcrafted to be ideal for you to be um this person that you think is the type of person you deserve to be with or should be with long term you know almost like just like an idealistic human being that you've created with no flaws no reserves mm-hmm. whereas the person of your reality is literally the person you're face to face with like your partner or even not even your partner but like the person you're willing to actually break those like rules or like ideas for of the person of your dreams just to be with that person so the person who despite not being the person of your dreams is still a person you're willing to personally invest in 
I think that's so interesting because like I don't know what the person of my reality is honestly like mm. I don't know what that is but I definitely am very invested <laughs> in the person of my dreams and I think it's interesting because if that's the definition that you go by I've been faced by the person of my reality so many times yeah. and just never realized mm-hmm. it but I think that like when we talk about our dreams it's often like a fantasy our mm. I- ideal partner the person that ticks every single box without mm. like ever compromising with any of those things and I don't know exactly what the person of my reality is but I hope it's close to the person of my dreams. Mm. And I think when we were talking about this topic, like when we were discussing it beforehand, mm. we were talking about how close or far apart those, those two, the dreams yeah. and your reality is. And I think a lot of us want the person of our reality to be the person of our dreams. Yeah. And I don't know if that's even a possibility, but I like, I mean, I hope it is. Yeah. What do you think? How do you feel? I'm thinking to then, like, not realizing we're having a podcast. So I'm just pointing at you, like, hi, Zen. <laughs> like, we're having a normal conversation. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I really have a person of my dreams or anything. Like, I just, I don't know. From like a very young age, like, I learned that okay, relationships between people can be a little bit fucky. So. I had a friend who used to tell me that her mom wrote down a list of 10 things that she wanted in her partner and her dad ticked out like tick nine of those boxes or whatever. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Like <laughs> what made, what made the mom think of doing that? And that was like me at like 16. I, I, I just have certain things that I don't want. And unfortunately I've come across these things far too many times. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, the, the, the I'm just hoping that I've cre- I'm like working and healing enough to create a reality where the kinds of um, partners and lovers that I've actually come into contact with and given love to and held space for and made myself feel that I was safe even though I actually wasn't safe in those spaces are no longer part of that reality like mm. um and it's so weird because like some of the things might be like looked at as bare minimum things but like, I genuinely do not want to meet another violent person. Like enough mm-hmm. is enough out of people, you know, like no aggression issues, none of that bullshit. Um, someone who's soft, someone who actually means it when they say they want to do the work, if they have work to be like, that needs to be done because we're humans and we're ever evolving. But like, I'm so bored of people that are constantly saying like, I want to get better, but then they don't get better. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean this in the sense that like they don't do the work because someone who says I want to go to therapy but never goes, like what is the point of this exercise? Or when they do mm-hmm. go to therapy, like lies. And then they're like, therapy doesn't work. Of course therapy is not going to work. Your therapist doesn't know you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. So like for me, I don't, I just want to find someone who's healthy because mm-hmm. who knows? Like maybe I'm someone's nightmare. Sometimes am I the drama? Problems. Literally, you literally like, am I the drama? Like, am I the problem? Like, and like for me, like what I've come to realize in my like day-to-day life is that like slowly but surely taking out that concept of like this ideal person 
but like also still maintaining like like zen said like things that you don't want mm. the person of your reality the person you will study becomes a person of your dreams mm. because you found all mm. catered for what you don't want and you've left space and room for like potential mm. like this is who i can see myself with like this is like you're giving people the space to be themselves and not like and like because people still grow like you as a person too like you're yeah which means yeah. you're consistently changing, consistently evolutionizing yourself. Well, we hope. Yeah. Ish, yeah. Like some people, sometimes some people go and do the work, but they're actually doing it in vain. Yeah. You know? But like, yeah. grow <laughs> and conquer, like, you, so you, you yourself cannot be consistently the like someone's ideal. Mm. Because having to do mm. that work, mm. sometimes you have to actually ostracize yourself from people. Mm. And know? I think that's like, mm. doing the work, I think is fundamentally how you go from like having that fantasy of someone and making it a reality. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. you, you mm. do the work yourself and you find people who also do the work and they become things that you didn't even think of during your fantasy. Like yeah. things that you weren't even cognizant of the fact that you needed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I get you. So like in, things that you needed and things that you want and things that you do not want like guys we have to discuss this so um if you are on social media on twitter there was recently this thread of somebody asked people basically um ladies when did you realize mm, nah, he gotta go because this, this this thread oh, has please. been giving me personally the ghetto. life like it has How, been the things that they no People are, pe- men are sick. They I'll are. tell you that for free. Men are sick. They are. There, there's, there were so many things that were wrong. I was just like, also like. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I, I, had, I had many breakdowns for things that I've never experienced. Because I was just like, what's cooking oil? Literally. Guys. Literally. And the thing is, is that like. My thing is when you allow like people into your space and like your cognizance of it, like there's nothing that's worse than like I've let you into my space and while you're here in my space, you're giving me the ache. So how do I get you out that same time? Oh my word. Exactly that. Like exactly that. Why are you here in my space giving me the ick? Literally. And now you're sitting there, you're like, you're disgusted. You feel vile. You yourself feel violated just by this person's energy. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what I hate the most about getting the ick same time when you're staring at somebody because you're like, yes, yes, I've been doing this this whole time. And there's that little bit of you that still holds on, like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, don't go in. It's like, <laughs> things will get better, but they never do. They really never do. They really never It literally do. is just down there. Like, you know, so one of the, the examples that somebody said was like, he did this annoying laugh when he was coming. Gati, how are you in that dog? Can you, guys, guys, can you imagine, like, firstly, men and their orgasms, they be weird about them. Yeah. Firstly, right? Now you're laughing like you're a hyena. That's dehumanizing also. We are, like, wait, where are we? Are we on (laughs) safari? Like, and now I'm sitting here, you're busy cackling, like, was my body a joke to you? Am I the, am I know, I guys, I know. Come on. I guys, have... the reaction here, I can't tell me. Can you imagine? 
I don't think I mean, I didn't they can't imagine, but like that's what happens to his body and Zanjani. But okay, also, but why didn't you warn me? But how do you warn somebody? Okay, you also okay, don't realize exactly you do like. Like to him, this is that. At what point, even if you do realize, guys, at what point is it normal in a relationship with someone to be like, oh, um, I make a really weird sound when I orgasm or come, whatever, the person can be like, sorry. And now it's weird because now you just brought up and the person's just like, what made you think we were going to have sex? Now it's awkward. (laughs) Okay, fair, fair. But still, like, that would, I would definitely like, get up after that, go to the bathroom, message my friend, be like, listen, am I weird if I say Say something? Yeah, (laughs) because like I've had like a sexual partner where he would always like, before he's coming, he'd be like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then I'd be like, did he love you though? So I said so, because I was like, I know you, there's no way you love me. I know this is just December. Because I'm only here for December. And now you're making it seem like it's something that's more than December. So I asked him one day, I was like, I'd really love it if you stopped saying I love you during sex. Like, it would just make me feel more comfortable. Then he was like, but I do love you. I was like, oh, you went to discover that. <laughs> Why didn't he inform you before he came? No, like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Wait for it. So December came to a close and he came back to Joburg because he lived, like his family lived in Durban, but he worked in Joburg, same situation as me currently. And I remember the one time I was in, like coming to Joburg and he told me, he's like, no, no, you're going to try and make this work long distance, like whatever, whatever, whatever. And he basically mm. went red for a flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> already, already, he just wants me once a week. But the one time I was like, I'm coming to Joburg. And I was like, Okay, cool. Let me tell him I'm coming to Joburg because he said, and this was Valentine's Day weekend, and he had mm. said. So I messaged him. I was like, baby, I'm coming to Joburg. It's like, okay, cool. I'll pick you up from the airport. I never once got a text message. What do you mean? He was not at the airport. I took the car train to my friend's house. Huh? What do you mean? I took the car train to my friend's house. Okay, wait. I need to understand. He did not call. He did, did not text. That was the morning where he said he'd pick me up. Two days before he'd been quiet, but I was like, this might only respond once a week, so I'm not going to think too hard about this. And like when I got to the airport and he hadn't called me, hadn't texted me, hadn't asked me for time, hadn't done anything. I was like struggling to video, I'm not going to even call you and text you. Next day he was like, oh no, um, let's meet up. Like I was like, okay, cool. I'm by Tasha's near um, Hi, Brighton. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. So now I'm like, I'm by Tasha's in Bryanston, you know? And I just come off of a job interview. That's why I was in Joburg. And I was like, I'm going to have a drink. And like, I, I interviewed at this company, this amazing company. I'm so proud of myself. I'm just going to take myself out for a drink. And he was like, no, baby, I'm going to come meet you. I'm going to come meet you. Ah, where is he? He's texting me. No, 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 no. I'm on my way. Don't worry. No, no, no. I just have to sort something out. Now it's chaperoning six o'clock. I hate him. The sun's starting to come down. Where is the slam? Because his phone's off. He's not even answering my calls. This is MIA missing. In action, out of action. I actually can't stand him. And then he has gone. Next thing I bump into him, he's like, Nancy, I just don't understand why things didn't work out between us. I really miss you. Are you cracked? I don't understand why things didn't work out. And that out. is why I understand why that guy never even, I get that high. That high, you know, he, yeah, they do weird things during sex. It's a red flag. 
I'm actually I... like I'm actually <laughs> I can't take the story. I can't take this story. The audacity, <laughs> the smidgy of it all. That's what gets me. Why the smidgy? Why are you bothering me? That's literally my only ask. Literally, you were fine with it just being December. It's not love. It's December. You were fine. Okay. You're comfortable there. Then he fetched you from your confidence and said, let's make it work. Make what work? It's December. Oh, you can have December in January. Guys, wait, the story actually gets worse. Now that we're here, let me just carry on. So then he went down the line and moved to Joburg. Now I'm in a dark place. The person I'd been seeing, it's a bit turbulent with them. And I'm like, you know what? Let me get myself some Not a bit turbulent. You know? So now I go to this guy's house. This guy, like... I, I just messaged him, I'm like, oh, don't you want to send me some money for food? Because, like, at this stage, like, I know this guy. Like, I know his movements and everything. Ah, I asked him for 60 rand. He sends me, like, what, a thousand rand. I'm like, oh, my God, okay, cool, you know? Like, maybe there is a future with this man. He paid for my nuts and gave me extra money on top of that, you know? So That's I'm, more than yeah. extra money, but cool. <laughs> Literally. Literally. So I'm like, oh, cute. Okay, cool. And then I messaged him down. I'm like, shout out to you. Thanks for the food, bro. What's up? You're going to hang out one day. Because I'm like, maybe I can rekindle things, you know? He paid for my nut. Can ignore anyway. the red flags. Yeah, I can ignore the red flags. So I go to his house in Sunning Hill. Outside, and mind you, I was like, let's hang out on my area code. He took me all the way from Radburg to Sunning Hill. That's a 25-minute drive. Cool. So anyway, we get to his house. Um, I opened the bathroom door of his, like the one room. And like, I know this man has a kid, but I've never seen his kid before, you know? So I'm like fine with it. Cause like, he told me his kid lives in America, but somehow, some way there's a whole kid's room set up there. But anyway, cute. Hey, <laughs> the child has to come home at some point. Please tell me why there's a, a hair straightener, conditioner, shampoo, everything in that bathroom, but this man is bald. Man, not the hair straightener. his family, and he took it to his family home. Durban, we used to go to his family home. Like, I met, like if you and home. Eva was hanging out with his family. Hi, Munchi. You December differently. That's what I'm going to say. Okay, I left my family on Christmas to go groove with him. I've also done that, but it's fine. You, you've also done what? I've also left my <laughs> family remember? on Christmas. <laughs> I also left my family on Christmas. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not no, yeah, 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 yeah. I also left my family on Christmas, you know. Been MIA. I'm your family Christmas. today, not tomorrow, today. 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 Yeah. Again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. So I think it's like you're building a new family with your partner and your That's head. the thing. That's the so thing. That's okay. That's no, thing. you are. Yeah. Like, let's rationalize this, guys. It's okay to leave your family on Christmas for 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 indoor death. That's what you believe in. It's literally just a day. It's just one day. It's technically like okay. They you know, had I, at I least gonna, twenty. I was Christmas gonna be blasphemous, be. but like actually, let me not. I was, okay. gonna, I was gonna say something, but let me. Not. I'm so scared. I, I'm not gonna say it. So don't even worry about it. No. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. I'll I'll say right. it in private right. because I don't I don't need people to know how I feel about JC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's you on know? that's on you and JC. That's on me. Not not JC. Delay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 you see this was also triggering for me guys because once again i have a story that's way too similar you have too many stories and i don't like this for myself so anyway this has 
reads this tweet reads we drove to our date in a car and he dropped me off in another i kept on leaving our table to go take calls outside so we actually didn't get to enjoy our time together and i asked him later what was all the all about he calmly said he's in the hijacking business since when is hijacking a business <laughs> literally when is hijacking a business? it is the sense it is like you know, it's we all a crime, but it's still a business and I actually know somebody who's actually doing their like their th- their like master's thesis on how like sub worlds like the hijacking industry and like the the pickpocketing industry are actually industries within themselves and all exist in the ecosystem of the economies. <laughs> and we need to actually give them that respect. I don't the way you seriously looking at me. <laughs> the way you seriously look at me. Like, like, that person's master's. I believe in this as an industry and a business. I truly believe in it. I don't think you should be saying this on your podcast. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was silent. I was like, I listen. Know. I don't know. It's, it's giving trouble. <laughs> no, but good as Is evil. it legal? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay, but okay, but 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 would you say yes to a nigga that was involved in some fraudulent? No, okay. Well, let me tell you guys my story. Wait. <laughs> 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 in my first year of university naively i went on a date with this guy and i didn't know much about him had i had known what i now know <laughs> i think things would be different you know no. and, and the other thing is, is that it's a whole lot of like in your head, you tell yourself boys will be boys, whatever. This is what niggas do all the time. Like, mm, you know, I want I want people to know it was 2015. It was 2015. It was my first year of university. <laughs> was first out of high school. It was a mess. So I had gone on a date with this guy, and we were in Grahamstown at the time, which is a very small town. And we were at university, so we both were in res. And I had gone on a date with him. He picked me up in a white VW right mm. now i never asked questions or anything because i was minding my own business i was a first year i didn't know this man for nothing you know <sighs> so anyway that's why i with the white vw we go to our local pub our little drinking hole and we're drinking we're drinking this man's like spoiling me it's just drink after drink after drink shots 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 mind you i was a vodka girl so i was drinking my vodka <laughs> lime and water i was happy even got to stage well, i said leave it. the water leave the water you said leave just the vodka water. and lime you know that's how much i was in the zone like i'm, I'm talking to this guy it's cute You're it's so cute. fucking savage honestly <laughs> That's great. I even remember we even walked past KFC to go to the car, and one of my past like like endeavors was there. I was like, "Hey, nigga, what's up?" Because now I'm so drunk. I was like, "Hey, nigga, what's up? I want a date with this man in your res. Like, what's good? You know, I'm thugging it out. You know, great. <laughs> anyway, now this guy's like, "Let's go to your res. Let's get you a jacket. We're going to the location. We're gonna go groove in the hood." Now I'm like, Woo-hoo! "Life experience." <laughs> let's go let's go you know i'm a mister we're getting out the town great we get to the hood we get to the cassie it's nice times it's little at my desk it's nice he buys me a six pack get by me this is what i was thinking this man guys i'm a little suburban girl so i'm like this man's showing me life it's cute (laughs) (laughs) we get back to race when we're three four o'clock we smash we smash it's nice it's whatever cool now his friend was in my law class 
And now I'm not realizing a white VW. Like, you know, I'm not thinking anything about it, you know. But his friend's like, dude, have you seen this gent? I'm like, what? No, what's up? He's like, like he stole my car. I haven't seen my car for the last four days. No. He's like, I have not seen my car for the no. last four days. No. I'm sitting here like, get the fuck out of here. Um, what do you mean? He's like, Doug, I have not seen my car. I've been walking around. No one has seen it. Like, what's up? Like, he, he was like, that's why I tried to call you the other night. Like, I wanted to know if you're with him because of the car but because i was drunk and in the location i had left my phone yeah how did your classmate know that it was him because I remember i told and you i walked past the group and i was like hey what's up and apparently he oh, had, yes. he was like that's my nigga's car. car to go somewhere quick and come back that he stole the car for four days and I was there as an accomplice. So I was here. Ooh, ooh, nice times, nice times. I could have gone to jail, guys. My first year of university. So basically, you must ask people, is this your car when we get inside? Basically. Basically. Oh, basically. That's when I learned a life lesson. Like, you know what, guys? That's when I actually realized, like, life is real. And, like, <laughs> everything that happened after, I need you guys to understand, this man came to me and was like, no, that's not what happened. Hey, and like what happened then? He was like, Oh, that's no, okay, baby. What did he say yeah. happened? He was like, No, 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 wasn't it didn't go down like that. Like, I messaged him, but my phone got stolen, and then, 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 this is the same guy who literally once told me his aunt died when he was away for an, a whole weekend away with another hand, but he told me his aunt had died. And that's why he hadn't spoken to me for a week. And Maybe you kill off that Now, why the hell did he do something like that? Mm. This dude's a red flag. Red flag? He is a and red flag. I'm the guy needs to actually him. check that little thing around at the corner, that little license disc, mm. and be like, when's your license disc expiring? Because that's how you alert his car, if he knows when his license disc is expiring. Like how many kilometers until service? Small <laughs> question. I, I, I don't have the energy to invest that much in Indota on a first or second date. But like the thing is, like, like you're looking in the car, you're not realizing. Like you're just thinking to yourself, it's nice times, it's nice times, because you don't think to yourself when you see somebody. This is a car stealer. This is a this is a hijacker. You know, you're just seeing Indota. Oh that's God, nice. What would I do? What the hell would I do if someone told me that they they freaking stole cards for a living i'd be like justine can you please give me an emergency call like <laughs> literally literally i'd call someone i'd be like you need to come pick me up right now literally. see guys all of these things are like from from that tweet thing like these stories are just wild but i think the wildest thing from that tweet for me was all the women talking about men starving them please Please, the curlies are starving. No. Why? All the time. All the time. And the thing is, like, you sit through your hunger, you don't even, like, you yourself don't even know what to say. You're just sitting there, like, and, like, guys, couldn't, like, I don't know about you guys, like, I mean, I'm not going to be like, don't lambe, they're just a little, just a little bit of a, just something cute. Yeah, you don't have to say, well, you literally ask, what are we going to eat or should we order something? <sighs> 
I guess. You do that with your own friends. You're not being funny. And the thing is, a lot of these girlies aren't even looking for a free meal from these niggas. But you cannot mm. be clapping my cheeks Friday to Sunday. You don't feed me. Are you Dogs. on the cheapest crack in the market? But like my thing is like I've I've had men that have eaten in front of me before, right? <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> these guys, we've come from far. We've come from far. Please. We've come from far in this world. Please, please. It's been tough here for some of us. I like my okay, okay, I've never like, experienced this, I will say. No, 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 I've had it before. And like, I think only as an adult, I actually said to somebody, I was like, so dog, like, you're really not feeding me. It's in front of me. And he was like, but dog, you're vegetarian. There's only KFC. What am I supposed to do? I was like, oh. I bought tangy chips now, Literally. Literally. I literally sat there. I was like, you're so rude right now. That's also when I realized our relationship was over. Fair, fair. In front of me. That's what fair, I was like. Oh. He gotta go. I was like, he don't love me no more. He gotta go. Because <laughs> that was the first time where there was no not just anything. That's, that's actually true. I've had the experience where someone didn't dish for me, and I literally was like, he, he came and ate next to me, and I was like, so you didn't dish for me. <laughs> and we got in a mini argument, and I was like, but you didn't dish for me. Like he was like, no, but I don't know your appetite. You have a mouth, don't you? What? Literally, you have a mouth. You could have asked me, "Are you hungry, Justine?" Like that's when you're starting to see like the the barriers of your like relationship break down. But like, I think what's more important for me about these stories is the fact that like you actually see how much you negotiate and how much you settle for. Yeah, like, while you're with somebody, like you literally are negotiating with yourself. Don't start, Tarika. This isn't that bad. Like, no, this is just a one-off. Like when the guy stole the car, I was like, no. That guy is in prison today, Oaks. That guy is in prison he today. Really is in prison. He is in prison. Yeah. Literally. No, nah, he's in prison for real. He's no, yeah, he's, 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 he's in He's Yeah. He's, he's gone. He's, he's in, the, he's in yeah. the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm locked up. I even saw him come out of prison me, once yeah. and now he's back. <laughs> Don't let me, yeah. I'm like, that's him right Look, now. I've already dated someone like, who then went to prison, so. You what? Well, I've dated someone. He's going to go to prison. He went to Juvie. So bad. Juvie. That's I how Joe Goldberg. Girl. I feel like. That story, like, my mom's. Juvie is more hectic than prison. I don't know. I've never yeah. been to prison, but I feel like Juvie I mean, is where you live. He was in for a year. He was in for a year. He committed a really hectic crime. I don't know if I should share, be sharing this, but he committed a very, very hectic crime. Um, it was murder. Oh. Um, child, he was 15. Um, I was 13. Uh, he stabbed another kid and the kid died on the spot and they arrested him. And, but luckily for me, we had already broken up. So he was already my ex by then. Oh, and I remember okay. my cousin calling me like, bitch, your ex man. Just kill somebody. I'm like, what, what do you mean by that? Experiencing that at the beginning it? of puberty. Oh my god! Like, how do you even like? Literally, begin but like... anyway, I was done. Like, it was okay. Like, I was, I was, I was like, well, I, I don't really care. Like, you know what I mean? And then he got out like a year later, the following December, and then he hit me up, and I was like, who is this? And he was like, oh uh, yeah, I want to see. This doesn't make sense. Uh, firstly, I already had another person that I was dating. But secondly, like, you, you just got out of juvie. Like, what is... You don't want to think about other things? 
like good sir like are you not going through it all right now like get your life back on yeah he didn't go for I? stealing a loaf of bread he kills somebody why the hell like, would he what? think that i say yesterday was we in therapy right now like what's up <laughs> <laughs> community service yeah and that's something just something but also like here's like the guys like you know when you're young like that like you actually don't see red flags when you're young like you see like little markers where you're like Okay, cool. But there's a lot like everything is like, a green light. When you're young, like it's just green light, green light, orange lights, and then you continue with your green light, green light, green light. Like it's so much easier yes. to observe things. Like whereas now, like we're building for potential futures, and like listen, guys, like a partner could be the reason why you no longer have a job, even. Fair. Yes. Fair. We have more to because then, then you yeah. guys join up for two hours and then go back to your parents' homes. Yeah, that's literally. True. That's true. Literally. Like so, it's uh, true. But now, like, you get to know the real person. And you're like, you are scaring the hoes, and I'm the hoes. Literally, <laughs> literally, literally. And now you're sitting there, and you're like, there's no way I allowed myself to be with this person for that long. Like the aftermath of it, you sit there, you're like, there's <laughs> no way I allowed this to happen. Like, what is wrong with me? And like, just like referring back to our actual topic, like for me that is the peak and premium of like understanding the man of your dreams versus the man of your mm. reality like mm. the man of your reality mm. he's that far away from the man of your dreams when like you're making that many exceptions and that many excuses for this person mm. i really think that's when all the red flags like that's what you should be like nah, 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 nah. i feel like and i hate to say this but i feel like the partner of your dreams should literally be right next to you it should be like remember how sierra was was always like and i used to pray for my my nigga russell i used to pray for a man like russell who done <laughs> i did that and i manifested my my dream man i really feel like when you look at the person you're with like the person of your reality they should only be like one step between them and the man of your dreams or the person of your dreams rather I feel like there shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a matter of having to climb through a river, an ocean of excuses. Across the Himalayas. To, just mm. to make them coexist. Fair. Fair. No. Child. Child, no more struggling. <laughs> <laughs> no more tears. No more tears. Yeah. No more tears. <laughs> no more. Yeah. No more. Like, there's something that I knew from, like, a previous relationship that like when that relationship ended I was like I won't allow a person to do this because I know where it could potentially go but then I dated someone else and then that person did that and I remember being triggered and then being thinking no 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 it's it's not the same thing it's a different situation it's a different person this mm. person's having a rough day child that person was worse than the first one mm. <laughs> not mm. tell me how you know better but you did worse Yep. literally yep literally and like, do I, I feel like as well like i think this is also an extremely huge red flag is like when you're talking to somebody about your past experiences and they're like i'm so sorry i'll, I'll never do that to you the moment you say i'll never do that to you i know you finished because they're gonna do worse hey actually they're guys, going to actually gonna do, gonna do it do worse and it's the ones that look you in the eyes and promise you. Guys, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not triggered. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're saying this, I'm a bit triggered, eh? I'm not gonna lie. I'm a bit triggered because, yo, I, people, when people say that, like, what are they thinking? Yeah. And like, but because you know you're gonna do worse. That's why you're saying it. Like, you are actually coming here with your chest mm. and giving me yeah. 
that promise, that singular promise is the thing you keep referring back to. That's like, exactly you it. You keep going back to that thing and it's like, okay, cool. Like, no, but no, But they no, said no. they would never. But they said they would never. Mm. And like, no, 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 it's okay. They are at least, you tell yourself, they're at least trying. That other person never tried. And that's always the biggest lie. And that's why I feel like we actually need to discuss forgiveness versus delusion. Yeah. Like, because those are two extremely <laughs> different things. Sometimes you're just thinking, no, it's something small. You're deluded now from these and premises. This, and this is the cringle cr- Like, if I, I realize if you're not doing the work yourself as a person, regardless of who you're with, if you're single, whatever, the line between forgiveness and delusion can be extremely blurry. Mm. Because you go mm. from a place of, I've had this trauma or this like bad experience. And then someone will give you what seems like on the surface, good vibes, mm. good stuff. They do things that the previous person didn't yeah. do. And then you start forgiving the little flags, yeah. the little red flags. But the more and more it happens and the more and more they like convince you that they're not the same mm. as the previous person, the more and more it turns to delusion. Yeah. Because you're saying they're holding on to that promise of this person said they wouldn't do what they, the previous person did. Yeah. And they said they're working on themselves and they said they're going to do better. Now you out here, you're like, you, yeah. you, you're not telling your friends half the story and the story that you are telling your friends. Yeah. No, yeah. but you're me. He said, they said, she said, no. And now your poor friends sitting there giving you advice, not knowing you're lying. Oh, you're lying. Why are you lying? Why are you lying? For, for me it's not even that i didn't tell my friends because i know how badly that kind of shit can go down but it's the fact that the the day i actually finally told this person how much bullshit that i had gone through in a previous relationship eight days later i'm not even fucking kidding you guys eight fucking days later they did something worse than what i had told them and i was just like no it's not happening it's not real i separated from myself i left myself i was like no that's not how that happened like yes i can see everything that's going on that's giving me proof that this thing has happened but like not from this person yeah Mm. people scare me people scare me no partner will ever hear me tell them about past traumas ever again i'll just be like everything's great i'm fine because some people just want to use that to see, like they want to know that information so they can see just how far they can push you. Yeah. Like I'm convinced. Yeah. The previous person that I dated, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's I know from the whole village. Yeah. Not just from me. Zero. Give them zero. Yeah. Give them zero. If mine is five mm-hmm. is a mark, please that one also. Literally. Hey. Like, if this minus is- five is a mark, please that one also. Literally, minus five is too high of a mark. Fair, yeah. Do you get me? Fair. Do you get me? They need to be called and be like, we know this is the first test, but you need to redo this whole course because we can see you're already gonna fail the way this one. In fact, go back to first year. I know that you're in third year now. Go back to first year. Mm. Reapply. Then we'll let you know. And like, this is like for me. This is also why I have an issue with looking for red flags because you're looking for specific red flags mm. not mm. seeing them then you miss out that are coming yeah so now you're sitting there like as long as you didn't do this thing maybe Everything, i can yeah. live with it yeah because 
maybe it's not that bad until you leave the situation and you're like, why did I actually that was awful. that moment? Yeah. Like, why did I take so long to actually understand what was really happening? I mean, you have to sit there with yourself and be like, well, I was only looking for this, 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 that. Mm. Because that for me, you're like now you're basing it off of your other trauma. You're like, as long as it's not bad as that trauma, mm. you end up with even worse trauma. That's, that's. Yeah. 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 I'm going to call my therapist after the session. I think she's awake or not. <laughs> this evening please like, like honestly that. Um, and i think that's like that's the importance between delusion and forgiveness like forgiveness for me comes with acknowledgement and accountability mm. so like being accountable and acknowledging the hurt that you've caused and then being willing to work on it mm. being willing to be like okay cool i hurt you this way I'm sorry, and this is what I'm going to do so that I never do it again. Mm. But how long do you give somebody to actually change their behavior? Because I'm impatient. I'm impatient. I'm impatient. I'm impatient. Mm. I'm going to say that like outright, I'm an impatient person, mm. but I low-key can be delusional. Yeah. So I can be like, no, it's fine. Yeah. But then there's a week where I'm like, actually it's not fine it's not fine <laughs> and i'm self-sabotaging now it's all gotta end it's actually and i'm self-destructing and like every time i've let you get away with things it's all piled up and now it's over yeah and like i think what's like really important is what you're saying is like defining what an apology is for you yes because i had a situation where i hadn't actually defined an apology and this man had actually never apologized to me he'd always taken accountability and be like mm -hmm. yeah this is what i did but he never apologized mm -hmm. so in my hence deluded mind at the time mm -hmm. he would be saying these things like yeah i did it and i'd be like okay i forgive you hi he's, not, was saying sorry. he's not saying sorry he's not saying i'm going to do that he was like he and i remember the one time he actually said to me but nonchi you knew and See, I remember, when someone myself, says to you you knew what did i know what did i know and like the thing is I couldn't even fight because I didn't know. But I what did was you know? so. <laughs> what did you know? I didn't know. He had said to me multiple times, "This isn't going to end in a relationship." And he, but the only issue is that he never said <gasps> outright in the words, "This isn't." He'd said, "I might not be ready at the same time you're ready." He that's just the same thing as phrases. Is, no, that's not the same thing. And then I felt that's when I realized I'm actually. Maybe I was delusional because I was hearing these things in a positive sense. As opposed to, I wasn't. I was looking for the brightest end of the. You were looking for the as right opposed timing. to taking the 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 actual bad parts of like mm. what he was saying. I was hearing yeah. the, the potential. I was hearing glasses half full. Is the actually my glasses half empty? In fact, it's emptying. It's emptying even more. It's it's fu fully empty. It's fully empty. <laughs> And I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, Guys, oh, no, 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 no. But he said, no, you just need to be patient. You just need, that's what I heard. I heard, actually, you need to be patient. And he said, I'm, I'll be ready at the same time as you. He'd literally be like, I really enjoy spending time with you. But I wasn't hearing, I enjoyed when you come over and you fuck. Because that's all the only time we spent together. <laughs> Like, I, I can count the amount of times we hung out with his friends, with his friends. He's his like, the hand. cheeks are immaculate, but I'm not trying to date. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I hear these, he'd say things in such a, this is so important as well. Don't 
sugarcoat what you're saying. Just say Everything it. Everything was sugarcoated. Everything was sugarcoated. Just say it. Shout out to that nigga, Christmas Eve 2019. You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are, my nigga. <laughs> you know, I told you one day your time's going to come. Not a sub like <laughs> lean back. You know who you are. You know who you are. Literally. I told you this nigga. She's throwing sevens, even. <laughs> She's not even trying to be cute about it. She's throwing sevens. Because that for me was actually when I realized I actually, this man is a man of my dreams and I've idealized him so much that like there's nothing he can say that would take away from the fact that he's a man of my dreams. And even now to this day, sometimes I'll look at, I'll think to myself, like, was he the man of my dreams? Like, is that, is that possible? No. I created such an ideal of this person and I'd actually made the man of my reality, the man of my dreams, as opposed to looking for the man of my dreams. Things had... It was a very slow spiral down that staircase. Ooh. Just sat there, like, like, like losing it. Guys, after that whole situation, I got my first tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how traumatized that was. Shut the fucking front door. Like, not how, to how a bad relationship can get you a tattoo at the end. Literally. Even now, my little girl on the side, she's healing with me, dog. She's just oh, there. No. She's like, ah, dog, we're still strong, boy. Never forget. So then if, if, if our previous partners are giving us all this trauma, because I think that's also what happened with Sierra, is she definitely went through all that trauma with <laughs> yeah, the yeah, future, yeah. and then she was like, I'm going to pray about this. Yeah. And then she got Russell. Is it Russell? Yeah, it's Russell. See, yeah, he's so low-key. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> A low-key gents, guys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no social media, no friends, nothing. He has social media and a uh, whole professional... Uh, athletic but low-key nonetheless super low-key but like do you guys believe in manifesting a partner no 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 it's no 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 no. it's so like i I find it so strange because like what am i okay cool i can manifest for certain behaviors and certain things it's like that same thing that you said about your friend's mom's and like writing that list of 10 things I've never been mm-hmm. able to do that because for me, it's like, I'm going to say these things and like, yeah, those are wishes, but you don't actually have to meet these things for you to be, for me to fall in love with you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get you. Like, cause people will put like mm-hmm. tall, they'll put like money on those things. And those things are important, mm-hmm. definitely. But like certain things you can change and <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, fair, but like also for me, not that I don't care about heights, mm. but I'm short. So as long as you're taller than me, I'm okay. Do you okay. know? You lo- you're one of the lucky ones. I could never have a dynamite of a of a human being in, in my fair. life. That's fair. I get you. That's fair. But then, but then that's not a, that's sure, not sure, something sure people are always angry. Oh hell no! <laughs> Just because you can't reach the cup, why the hell are you mad? Get a step ladder and stop punching everything. Oh my word. Listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I actually truly do believe you can manifest a partner. But to say they will to like manifest things like heights and money and like all of those things, I think mm. that's a bit of a scam. Mm. Like mm. I don't feel like you should be manifesting physical attributes. I think you should be manifesting like behavior, behavioral attributes. Mm. Like I knew after my previous relationships, I didn't want someone that was messy. So I was like, okay, cool. 
Nah, but I, just as long as he's not messy. I think even all oh, niggas are messy bitches though. Like as an American, actually, let me keep quiet because actually my partner. Like the messiest people really we know are niggas. Like I'm not going to shoot. I'm dealing the messy. first. I'm dealing the first. You know, but like things like um wanting somebody <laughs> who is understanding and acknowledging of your your presence mm. in their lives, like things like that. I feel like you can manifest, and I think through creating like red flags of what you don't want you are inherently manifesting what mm. you do want but then i think we need to like reframe the conversation then i don't think it's about manifesting your partner but manifesting things that you will accept and won't ex- accept yeah i think like rather than having it be external and like expecting this person to come to you in a certain way mm. you should expect to change your perspective yeah so that you find that person in a in a crowd. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like that person, me sitting here and lighting my candles and lighting my incense and writing my manifestations down isn't gonna like that person isn't just gonna be created. Oh, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Like that person has to already exist in on planet Earth, you know, and I have to, we have to find each other. Yeah. So rather than manifesting that person like their creation. I would like to manifest my acceptance of that person. Yeah, definitely. But now here's another question, right? There's obviously manifesting a partner and then there's coming together with the partner you have. So let's say I came with that man from, let's not use December 25th as an example. Let's use <laughs> December 2018 as an example now. Let's use December that. No, actually, John, let's, oh, the, let's the, use the, the shampoo- jailbird. Let's use oh, a jailbird wow. okay. as a person. Okay, this That's is a jailbird. That's an extreme example. So let's say now the jailbird and I ended up together, right? And now I said, ah, I'm clearly stuck with this person now. Yeah. Do you believe in building that person now? No. No, no, no. Do you believe no, 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 in building a person? I'm not a contractor. I'm not Bob the Builder. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a life coach. I'm a historian. Yeah. I'm a historian. Me personally, Justine Clark, I'm mm. a historian. What am I doing building a person? The only person I'm building is the one that's coming out of my vagina. That's mm. it. Mm. That's it. Mm. Like, build yourself. I don't know. You came here without me, didn't you? Okay. And then what if there are people who are, let's say, like I said, sometimes somebody just needs a step or two to become your dream person. Then do you believe in building them? Okay, but what you see- What are the steps? Yeah, like what are the steps? Like, is the step me helping you get a better job? Is the step me helping you furnish your house? Is the step me help like people? You see that people people <laughs> will go to the extremes and like pay for people's varsity, pay for, for people's like do extreme things to quote unquote build a, yeah. a partner when it's like you are literally not giving this person, but you are you're literally being more giving than you are receiving. And mm. that's what I don't believe in. Yeah. If there's, a, if there's a push and pull in our relationship and you're helping me with my assignments, you're helping mm. me with this, and in turn, I'm helping you. This is also the thing, helping you. Yeah. Then, I don't know. Okay, but okay, hear me out. Let's think about acrimony for a second. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? This is, this is my favorite example of building somebody right because that had literally is financial because her situation was purely financial okay yes also emotional but 90 percent of her engagement with this man and building this man was through financial right mm-hmm. 
Now, in that situation, obviously she's built him financially, he got the money back, he paid her back, water, 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 water. After that type of building, how do you as a person coexist with this person who you've actually brought up, but they are no longer in your life? Do you feel like some part of you them is still like accountable to you no matter what? And this is why I don't build people. Because we will always feel accountable for the things we contribute to other people's lives. Yeah. And like, that, that's what I believe. And that's why I believe that there should be a give and take. Mm. Because if you're giving to me while I'm like, if, yeah, if you're giving to me while I'm giving to you, then I won't, then I believe I won't feel so attached to the person that you become. Yeah. Also, like the person that someone becomes is inherently because of them. You can give our parents have given us so much money as people. Yeah. And we're still not the people that they want us to be. Mm. So you can give someone millions of rands, millions of dollars, in fact, and mm. they still won't turn out to be the person that you want them to be. Mm. So it's like, what are you building? Yeah. What are I you building? You. You're building a picture of a person. Yeah. As and a person that, that should be clear. You building For me, I'm just like, people do what feels right and what feels comfortable for them in their relationships. So if you and a person have a relationship where you feel like you're in a place to help them out in certain things, you're comfortable, you're happy, and you feel like it's working towards whatever it is, fucking hell, do it. You know what I mean? Personally, I'm not at the financial, I'm not at a place where I can help someone pay for their school fees. But like, if I love someone and I had enough money and maybe I should get school fees, I don't think that I would fight that. Like, I'd be like, okay, cool. Let's talk. Let's see what we can do. Mm. Cause like, you don't necessarily give trying to get back. Like you give for whatever like reasons that you have, like we all have a variety of reasons, but it's not necessarily because you expect the person to reciprocate something of equal value or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Mm. so uh, I think people need to stop missing themselves and thinking that them helping someone achieve something or do something means that that person owes them because then you'll never know peace yeah yeah fair that's fair. very very true that's very very fair. true and I think that's like maybe I wasn't articulating that before but that is the place that I come from like I I, mm. I I don't it's not that I won't help someone it's not that I won't contribute to your success because I feel like you're going to owe me something at the end. Mm. If I have the means, guys, I've done crazy things. Okay, not crazy things, but I've done like <laughs> wild things for men. I've done wild things for partners because I felt like I had the, the space to give. Mm. And I didn't expect things back, right, at the time. And maybe it's my own, I must do my own work and like, <laughs> you know, like think about how how that experience like what it it did to me and how I felt afterwards but it definitely like it taught me that people will expect you to give just because they want to take sometimes oh definitely and that's what I that's why you know like just because I can give you doesn't mean I have to yeah have to like I, I don't and some people to. are also so used to just taking that's the that's thing. thing yeah I've, I've dated or maybe they've just never had another space where they can take so then they find you and they're like fuck this sucker and they come <laughs> yeah. and literally take whatever they can yeah yeah like i had a partner who who took 
my um driving money driving lesson money to go <laughs> oh my god what yeah they took my driving lesson money what? basically let me put it this way let me they actually know the money, they took the money they grooved with it and while they were grooving with their mates they were also in the process of cheating so basically what i'm saying is they took my money for my driving lessons to go fuck bitches basically basically and spend it on bamsy small bam that's for free in the fridge at home there's bams at home there's bams at home literally at home <laughs> and I, I i remember actually thinking to myself like after that i was like you know what actually i've never never until this day i have not ever financially contributed to a man's life like that i was like mm-hmm. i can't mm-hmm. thank you so much i am no longer playing that game like i that for me was such an, a, a very deep trauma and mm. also once again like that person was so far and I, this is when i actually realized after like say maybe a year and a half of that relationship i'd have this anxiety of is this a person i'm going to end up with the rest of for the rest of my life mm. with? like that was my extreme anxiety because i was like this is not how i pictured my life this is not the fantasy i ever pictured my life to become so if you tell oh, me that's that, a small this, how when you look at your partner like this cannot be it for me this yeah, is yeah, not yeah, literally, yeah. literally. <laughs> and then same day same time blocked everywhere i said to Mrs. saying i'm sorry this is over peace out a town i'm done shout out to you thank you for your services good sir like i can't do it anymore I cannot. And I think also, like, we sometimes frame this conversation of building a person within financials. Yeah. I think a lot of the time building a person, especially if you're someone who's dating men, it is also about emotions. I, you know what, as much as I have not contributed financially to men's lives, Mm. emotionally, man, please i have been a therapist a life coach Mm. a a a trauma counselor Mm. i've I've done it even for the people i've been side chicks with a a a couple's counselor i've even been a couple's counselor Mm. guys you know what i mean girl you're strong you can listen to them do that i'm like hey i can do that i don't have that I, that's I don't my have, favorite hobby. Yeah, actually. you see, you see, that's, 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 that's painting. And that's why I have such an aversion to building a person now because I'm like, yeah. you literally, even though I'm not the richest person in South Africa, mm. you're still going to take what I, the knowledge and the wealth that I do have. It's intellectual still gonna property. Take it. it's yes, intellectual you're taking property. my intellectual property. You're taking my intellectual property. And in fact, these bums that I gave you for free, you also took them. Yes. You yes. also took them. <laughs> so the bums the emotions, and then also my time. Uh, Guys, we live in Joburg. Time is money, yeah? Time is money. Time is money. That two hours that we spent smashing and talking, I literally could have been working. I literally could have been, literally. Guys, listen, I'm not going to lie, just like on a very deep side note, sometimes sometimes when I'm having sex, I have that existential one, like... There's so much work. Do you ready? Yeah, while literally having sex, I'll be like... Time is money. Like I'm like, oh my yeah, god, dude. Like, I need to be coming up with ideas instead of out here cutting down. <laughs> you are slaves to capitalism. <laughs> I will not let capitalism steal my joy like that. Literally, yeah. So I'll even stop mid round and be like, just one second, and I'll take out my laptop to check to see if there's any emails or anything like that. 
Especially when you're working from home. Okay, no, we need to do a whole thing. Nothing we could never be together. A partner that did that would like literally they hate you. Le- no, no, no. I have to tell How my, you like, my partner mid rounds. Does he understand? Like, I think he understands. <laughs> like I know he's gonna listen to this afterwards. I love you so much, baby. Every flipping episode. Every fucking episode. No one, not she every podcast. I love you so much, baby. <laughs> As if she's not gonna get off this yeah. recording and tell him, like I literally the exact same thing. I can be like, no, dude, listen, I actually told the world that like sometimes I check emails during sex. Can you imagine? I'd actually be so hurt. Literally. I'd literally like, be so hurt. Sometimes I'll even start rounds and I'll I'll be the one that initiates it, but then like literally, like the moment like clothes are coming off, I'll be like, okay, um, I need to actually work, dog. This isn't a great idea. Like literally. And then I always like, but like, guys, listen, you need to understand sometimes, like, sometimes this is like you're explaining it too much. I think you know you're wrong. I think you know you're wrong. You're explaining it a bit too much. Sometimes I'll literally be like, it's okay, we have the rest of our lives together. You also have the rest of your life to work. No. When are you going to be this young? No, you literally do, though. You literally, I know, I know, but like, that being said, like, I don't want to be a buildable bear. I want to to build myself up, and that's how that's me. Honestly, dude, like, girl, you I'm saying from someone that needs to be. I know. like literally, and like, you you you're you're having cis head sex. It's not that long. Like seriously, you <laughs> can give him the time. That's not that's not <laughs> like, like, it's cis head sex. <laughs> She's like, it's like, not that um, long. Uh, what are you guys doing? That's taking up that much time out of your life, babe. What do you mean? No, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) But yeah, like it's such a, it's like a really bad habit. But like, I think it's it's just like a habit of like, every time I hear that team sound, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) So the trauma, the internalized trauma of capitalism catches me even during rounds. You love capitalism. Don't lie. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I think you're like, so again, okay, that being said, right? No, she literally well, she's like, I was born for the system. Literally, that's her. That's her. She, okay, that's her. okay. Like, I'm a slave to capitalism. Like it turns me on. It turns me on. I think it does. Like yeah, I'm not even, I really I'm do not think that's me on, to be honest. Like I really I've turned into my like favorite stereotype. But anyway, Your so listen. Listen, but listen. So now let's say you become my favorite stereotype of like, I'm I'm on my grind continuously. I'm here, I'm working, I'm building my life, right? Mm-hmm. Is there such a person then? Can you negotiate the space of having the right person, even though typically speaking, it might be the wrong time? Like, do you think that space is negotiable to make them the right person, even though it feels like the wrong time? Because that's what I had to go through. I was like, this feels like the wrong time for a relationship, but this is the right person. So now I'm going to negotiate my time to make this the right person. The right time, pardon me, because this is the right person. I don't believe in right person, wrong time. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that sense. That, that's <laughs> thank you for coming to my TED talk. Now, yeah, because I just feel like when like humans have this ability to make time and make space and all of these things for things that they find important, no matter how fucking small the thing is, like no matter what the fuck that thing is, like you'll make the time. So a whole person that you've chosen to be your partner, but it's the wrong time. Mm. How? Yeah. 
Like it just it just can't be. Maybe you guys just aren't meant to be together, and maybe it's just the season so that you guys can enjoy something or learn something, which is how to make time for the person that is the right person when they come along. Yeah. And I think that's like super important. Like, like I was saying, like my intention was to not be in a relationship for two years. I literally set that benchmark for myself. And I was like, I actually want mm-hmm. to build my life and build like a career and maybe even buy my first home. You know, those were my goals. And I was like, I feel like having been through all the trauma I'd been through in relationships and seeing how much of a energy suck experiencing that trauma was and being with these entirely wrong people I was like okay cool like I am going to actually make the time and the space for this person and like one day I'll tell the story on the podcast of how my partner and I were only supposed to be together for one month and call it a day after that (laughs) it's the most hilarious (laughs) story and you're like it's one month guys it's cute then I've told you the story hey that's delusion. Bro, uh, when you were telling it, I was like, this doesn't even make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work out like that. And look where the fuck we is. <laughs> look where we at now. We must say that we're still here. It's oh, great yes. times. But literally giving that person this, like, personally, now I have no regrets having made it the right time for the right person, you know? Mm. As opposed to, like, being like, no, 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 wait, wait, it's fine. It's fine. Like once the two years is over, we can try again because I swear to God, the amount of change a person can make literally even in the space of a month as a human being. Just yeah. Watch your trigger, baby. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, she looks like, she genuinely looks like she's unraveling about something the way she's like. <laughs> like, um, deeply, 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 deeply. But continue, you know, I have, yeah. have space to speak. Yeah, no, 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 no. But like literally having like decided that like this is something that's important enough for me is how I also realized they were the right person because I feel like if, if, if you can get me past the point of living through and living in the reality of somebody who's been consistently traumatized, if you can take me out of that space where I, I feel like I actually cannot trust and exist and no longer feel mm, safe around The people, survival mode. Yeah, if you can take me out of that survival mode, then you must be the right person. Mm. Okay. Is it my turn to yeah, share? Yeah, it's your time to It's yours. Because I, think- I just want to know how you got to that point of looking like that. Like, <laughs> I mean, you just trying to understand where, began, like, where that, that moment started. I think for me, like in my, not previous, but the one before that, so like a few years ago, um, the person that I was entangled with, or we weren't even in a relationship, mm. but I definitely thought that that was right person, wrong time. Mm. And I think that I didn't really assess that perspective between my previous two partners. And I think that my previous partner, I also believed sort of the right person, wrong time, which is why I even got like engaged in that entanglement. Mm. Cause I thought like, you know, this might be the wrong time, but this seems like the right person. And so I'm just gonna, like Zen said, I'm gonna experience what I can experience here and sort of um, learn the lessons that I need to learn. Like, you know what I mean? Like do live it with my chest because yeah. I mean, there is, we're living in a pandemic. You know what I mean? That was my thing. We were living in a pandemic. We're facing death. You know what I mean? So like, let's, let's live our full lives. And I think mm-hmm. in the process of that entanglement and that encounter and that experience with that person, I learned that 
if someone is the right person, they will make the time. Mm. Time is something although it's like if you want to get deep and scientific it is something that actually exists and something that we can actually measure but it is at the same time a construct yeah right it's like people fall in love with the person that they're meant to be with for the rest of their lives when they're like 12 yeah or when they're like 70 mm. and so like if we mm. there's the right person wrong time it's like super boring to me do you know what I mean? Because that's like not acknowledging that if it's the right person, you will move mountains. Mm. Literally, if you can, you will move mountains to be with that person. Mm. And it doesn't matter what kind of space you're in in your life and what kind of time it is. Like people fall in love in all different circumstances mm. and in all different positions in their lives. People fall in love when they're rich, when they're broke, when they got kids, when like, when they're with other people, you know what I mean? Like mm. there is no right in a fucking pandemic when we're dying people on dating it's like literally yeah. like why are we for me it's like i am fundamentally a very loving and i try to be like now i'm more guarded about it but like i try to be unconditionally loving and when i'm engaging in someone if it's for a long period of time or like if i'm open to engaging with someone I will shift my life, mm. right or wrong. Like I will shift my life to be with that person. I'm not necessarily saying like in a negative way, but I'll try my best to be in the right time. I'll, cre I'll try and create the right time. So for me, it's like, if I can do that, then what's stopping someone else from doing that? Yeah. And like, this for me is so important because like lots of people say like, they'll be like, I was with my partner for 10 years and then like, like we broke up and then suddenly he married somebody that he was with for like one month. Mm, mm. And you'll sit there and be like, ah, what do you mean? Mm. You were with somebody for like mm. 10 years. And then like afterwards, like they met somebody and they were like, okay, cool. Like here's the whole world. Like what the fuck is that? But like, mm. I think that also for me is how you know whether or not somebody is the right person for you. Because like I can spend 10 years with you wondering. Like, and I think like, because even I know a lot of people who have been <laughs> in long-term relationships and left mm. and ended up in like very hectic relationships committed, mm. just like extremely committed. You end up like asking yourself like, how is it that like I spent 10 years with you and all we got out of this was a lot, like 10 years, mm. just, just a date, you know? Mm. Whereas you can be with somebody for one month and then, you get a whole marriage out of it. Mm. But I also think it's important to like, I think that as much as time is like a construct, because it's a construct, it has different meanings for all of us. Mm. Does that make sense? So like, I think when we, when we talk about people going from long-term, year-long, decade-long relationships, and then like breaking up, and then after a month finding their person, I think we, we must be um, careful not to judge people who are hurt as the ex-partner who sees the person in a newly committed relationship. Mm. Because I think mm. for people, like for different people, we invest differently, right? Mm. And we in invest mm. differently over time. So mm. for some people, mm. it's like over that decade, I grew and like, in my head, I was growing for a certain purpose between us. Mm. And now 
I thought you were doing the same thing and turns out you were just growing to be with someone else. And that is completely about the person that's speaking rather than the person that left. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't make those feelings invalid. Definitely. Definitely. That, 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 is, a, that is a completely like valid chat. Yes, the person spent 10 years with you and yes, you guys grew together and ultimately you broke up and now this person is in a relationship with someone else, mm. you know? That's super important. Definitely. But like, you know, I don't, like I personally don't judge the ex-partners like because you, you're valid to be mad. In fact, I sympathize with them more than the actual person, you know? Mm. And like, I guess like at the end of the day, I think what you're saying is that it's literally people will show up for who they want to show up for. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, I've learned this the hard way, but it's so true. People will show up for who they want to show up for. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Like, and I feel like it's hard to accept that when you're on the, on the other side, when that person is not showing up for you, mm. but it's fundamentally the truth, because I think I can even think of times where I haven't shown up for people mm. because I didn't want to. Yeah. And not, not in like, it's, I don't think it's in a mean, it's malicious. malicious. Okay. Well, I, with some people, I think it is malicious. I will say that I think yeah. for some people, some people are from the get go. They know that they're not going to show up for you. Oh, definitely. And definitely. they're not honest about the fact that I'm not going to be able to give you what you want. What? Yeah. But I think that's, sometimes it just happens that you're not the person that I can shop for right now. Yeah. And that's like, that should be okay. Like they shouldn't be like, it should like, I understand how it can feel personal Mm. because obviously like in a lot of instances, I felt like it's personal when somebody didn't show up for me because Mm. I've showed up for you a million and one times without Mm. even like, I didn't think twice about it. Yeah. I showed up for you, you know? And it shouldn't feel personal, but the reality of the situation is like my relationship to you as somebody I might have been with long-term might not allow the space for me to show up for you anymore because now I'm so comfortable in my existence. I'm so comfortable in the fact that we've been together for five years. I don't, and, and like that also comes from, a, this is so horrible to say, like, but it comes from a place of like, um, I know you're here. So like, what's up? you know that's something that like i think we Mm. must stop doing Mm. we must stop like when you've been with someone for a long period of time why are you so comfortable Mm. what like what makes you i I, and this is going to sound crazy i never want to be super comfortable in a relationship oh definitely because i think that it makes you complacent definitely like i like i remember even like i and this is so wild now because i always fart but like when i when when i started seeing my my partner i was like i I don't want to fart in front of you like i had this inherent fear of like once it starts that's how things go down (laughs) that's so comfortable as a person you know now now i'm not gonna even try (laughs) I'm not going even okay not that I ever wash dishes or cook or clean that's not me that will never be me shout no. out to you Hans who can but never me I don't cook I don't clean but let me tell you I got this ring so like for like a lot of people like once you get to that point of just like feeling comfortable feeling entirely yourself like I think that's the beginning of the downfall of your relationship like, but I don't think and it shouldn't be that way either I don't think and this is for me being comfortable is not necessarily about feeling like the farting thing, for example, that for me wouldn't be a symbol of 
comfortability. Mm. For me, like comfortability is, and, and it's about how I frame it. I want to feel comfortable. And by that, I mean, I want to feel like I can be myself, all versions of myself. Mm. I want to feel like I can be the multifaceted human that I am in front of you. Like, I want to feel like I can have my bad days. Mm. I can fart. I can, you know, cook a bad meal or have a bad day. But I don't want to feel like I can do things and the person will inherently understand. Yeah, like definitely. I, I, today mm. I had a bad day and I spoke to you and I was rude to you. Or I spoke to you wrong. And because we've been together for five days, five, five years, that person must just understand. No, like mm. that person's still a human. That person yeah, that's not okay. Thing. Yeah, that's, you know? that's not okay. Like that's really, really not okay. Like even like, and this is so funny because literally on my way to yours now, like I was having a conversation with my partner about like what has being in this relationship made for you and how do you feel in this relationship? Like I like to do like regular, like monthly, if not weekly check-ins of like, are you still happy? This is reminding me of that, <laughs> of that. What's that therapy, that therapy thing? Blue of, therapy. Of blue therapy when Paul had those, <laughs> those, those monthly checks. Oh, was like, this is a Douglas copy, like blue therapy, where like now we're doing like regular chickens, how your finances do, yeah, how yeah, your emotions yeah. do. Like, but like, it's always just like casual conversations I like to have. And like, what I've actually noticed in these casual conversations and like, it's very intimate to share, but like both of us are always continuously in the state of like, how can I be better to make sure that you and the relationship are like still moving, still happy, still mm. progressive? Like, and we actually discuss how sometimes that even needs a little sense of anxiety while being in a relationship mm. because you've created this bubble of happiness and this bubble that like of extreme trust, mm. like the concept. And I'll always say this, like the concept of breaking that trust alone for me scares mm. me. Mm. And that's honestly how I know that I'm supposed to be with this person. Like, long term go jiggy jiggy heavy heavy three months later and guys let me tell you about the time when we're doing episode 20 now yeah guys so that relationship ended it's, a, it's a breakup um, episode it's a breakup episode um i'd like to make my statements you guys can go check my instagram to see my notes for my notes documents regarding the breakup you know but like that for me is how i actually knew that like i was 110 invested in the relationship and that for me this is somebody that like that's how I knew I was with my dream person because like I finally could see my dreams, my future. Like I was speaking about things that like ever since everyone has known me, they've known like I don't want children. But for the first time I spoke to somebody and I was like, what if like this mm. is a possibility or something we do, you know? Like we discussed like a future, a dream. And like suddenly I my dream involved a new person. And then I was like, okay, cool. This is the man of my dreams. And now I get exactly what the man of your dreams is supposed to be. Ugh, I want to simultaneously love like love it <laughs> and I hate it at the same time. <laughs> I love it for you. Yeah, but fuck that nigga because we don't trust niggas. But like literally <laughs> 10 minutes ago, she's like, I love you, baby. I love you. Please. Literally, the confusion that this has. Yeah, I just said, like this is the this is the trauma speaking. This is the trauma <laughs> coming back. Like oh, the trauma is still there. <laughs> you know I think you know it's like it's so tricky and like I think I mean this podcast is mainly about sex and sexuality and we yeah. often have like super fun conversations about sex and sexuality but 
like we said in the last episode, like often the other side of sex is relationships. Yeah. And how how you navigate around relationships apart from sex is just as important mm. as the sex that you're having. And I think you know, I don't know. It's just really, really tricky. Like, do you know I wait for I wait for the day one of us cries while recording this podcast? Listen, I've been close, <laughs> but I'm a hard nigga, so I don't cry in public. Like, no, I've been close. I'm bored. I was spiraling 10 minutes ago. I was like, I might just cry. <laughs> I just see. <laughs> like, this could be the beginning of the end. It could be. It could be. Okay, cool. So, like, let's, like, wrap up now. Mm-hmm. So, when, like, this, like, we always have, like, a question to edit off, right? But, like, I, I'm actually struggling with this week's question. I think what I think <laughs> like I'm not gonna actually be saying like I'm okay with everyone here I'm struggling with this week's episode because it's such a like interesting topic for me and like I feel like it's so multifaceted and like mm-hmm. I don't have a question I always question. have references you mm-hmm. know and like I just always like like I actually want like like I want to know like how we move on in future after this conversation basically is what I'm saying like how do we navigate and coordinate our lives after this conversation? Like, how do we move in the world differently? Like, how has this conversation added <laughs> to our value as human beings? I think that for, for me, what, what I've really, like, learned from this conversation, I think that's the question you, yes. you're asking, yes. is, like, what we've learned from this conversation is basically I've learned that the person of your dreams and the person of your reality can be the same person. Mm. I, don't, I actually don't think mm. that it's like that different actually. Mm. And I think that the way mm. our, our previous experiences, whether they be bad, traumatic, toxic, whatever, like you want to call them negative in general, I think that they have pushed us to a point where you, 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 you need to separate the person of your dreams versus the person of your reality because previous, for me at least, previous experiences of idealizing and creating the stream of a person hasn't been healthy. And I think the more that you think of the person of your dreams as not necessarily your ideal, but a person that allows you to dream, does that make sense? So like yeah. someone who is in your reality and is like real and by real, I mean like a full person and fully mm. honest and open about themselves. Mm. Like about what and of, yeah, an authentic real person. Mm. If, if when you find that person, you still have an idealized version, you won't be able to like, I believe, accept the real person. And the more you think of the person of your dreams as this, kind of portal to your ultimate goals in life so like Mm. like you said of like taking the person of your reality and being able to dream with them and dream a reality that you didn't think was possible I think that's the most important thing and that also takes a lot of work Mm. a lot of internal work and to some extent a lot of external work of like knowing what to reject and accept I think that's you know like fundamentally that's what I've learned that they actually don't have to be that separate you just have to be realistic Mm -hmm. about the dreams that you have yeah 
yeah what have what have you learned from this conversation Zen? girl <laughs> I, I, I don't know <laughs> i don't know because i think I honestly think that the way that the system is set up in terms of romance and everything, some people are just lucky and some people are just unlucky mm. and you can manifest until your clip falls off. But if you're just unlucky in love, it's going to be that for you. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't really know. This romance thing is just so layered and, Romantic relationships, Zimbabwe complications because of the way that people feel ownership in a way that they don't feel in friendships and other sort, like other relationships. Mm. So just do the work and see where the work will take you. Mm. But also, yeah, sometimes you'll be doing work and meet someone whose lack of work rocks your work. Yeah. And now it's just hands for the crew. So. <laughs> Honestly, Godspeed and, um, you know, may the odds ever be in everyone's favor. Fair. Yeah, like, I, I really do, like, agree with both of you guys. Like, I really feel like Zen's right. Like, sometimes you're lucky and sometimes you're fucking unlucky. Like, mm. sometimes you'll put in all that work only for somebody to come and confuse you and rock your boat. Now you have to put in more work just to start from scratch. But I also agree with what you're saying about, like, I'm not be forgetting what you said, Chad. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I said so much. He said so much. And I really put my heart into what I was saying. Like, he honestly. Said so much. You it's said fine. so, so much. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, God. I'm sorry, guys. My memory's a bit rocked from this weekend, <laughs> to say the least. My memory has been a bit shocked and then, like taken out of the system. Like, like, I really do feel like, honestly, after this conversation, like, I, number one, as I always do after every single episode, I always leave with the greatest appreciation for my partner because I feel like I actually did get fucking lucky because I'm an asshole. I should not be in a oh, relationship. She really is. I am actually a terrorist. Like, I'm actually a terrorist. I'm okay with that. Savage. I'm a savage. Okay. Classy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think you should put that in your bio. I think you should put that in your bio. You know, it's not like I'm conscious of that. Like, I always leave feeling that type of way, especially because like I actually like lots of people like obviously don't like see what how we, we are when we record, but I do actually realize now how emotional I actually get about being in this new space with a person who's actually healthy. And I think I always the flashbacks that come to my head during the episodes always like oh we've come from far dude but like like Zen was saying some people are just super lucky and unlucky and like the reality of the situation is is that like as much as you can try and build and prosper and create like if that person is not right they're just are not fucking right for you like mm. you could actually have the man of your dreams mm. right in front of you and somehow it still doesn't work you know mm. you could mm. literally it's have the romantic hunger games yeah, literally that's sad. I think that's what we should call it the romantic hunger games because that's, that's what, what we're doing <laughs> That's literally what we're doing, you know? And like, yeah, there was something like Justine said that I really agree with, and it's not popping up because of my head, and it's irking me, Doug. It's irking me. I think I- I've just accepted that no, she actually doesn't want to be best friends with me. This is just, <laughs> this is a friendship of reality. This is not a friendship of words. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the mean? friendship of your 
themes. It's a virtual reality. Essentially. And the steps, this too many steps. That's okay. Oh, God. Maybe we must just become business partners and keep it at that. That's fine. That's fine with me. That's fine. I have enough friends. This is how, this is how, what's that other podcast? Call her daddy. Yeah. I'll call her daddy. It is in tears. Literally. My podcast drama. I understand why you drama. But yeah, like, I'm also like, just like, listen, like, um, obviously this isn't part of the episode, but it is part of the episode now, just like, I'd like to commend us for doing 10 straight episodes and coming wow, through. Yeah. <laughs> wow, and guys. I wish I'm so proud you. of you guys. Thanks. I yeah. wish we could tell you how much has gone on in our lives behind the scenes. When we started this, yeah. we were both sing- we, we were both single. We yeah, I was be single and trauma. Okay, well, I wasn't officially single, but I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was in an entanglement. Known she was officially single. <laughs> I was on the streets having time in my life. Literally, I, then I got out of my entanglement. She got into a whole committed relationship. Literally. So like, I wish you guys knew we started this podcast six months before you heard it. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's one, like, guys, listen, I, I don't know if you guys will notice this, but like an episode, like, what was it? Is it like episode two? We're like, and when was masturbation, oh, man? Yeah. <laughs> I like every time I listen to it, I like just see, like, do you understand, like, how far behind we were? Like, yeah, it took a lot to get to this point. And like, for those of you who've been like rocking with us from episode one, like, shout out. shout out to you guys, like, shout out to you guys. Even my own partner skipped a few episodes, so wow, <laughs> wow. So shout out to you guys for making it all the way through, yeah, to, like episode ten with us. Like, we really and truly appreciate it. Like. Even like starting with the subtle first, like a little smidgen of like, I was like, guys, like sometimes I wish I like I could tell the whole world about like the things I've lived through. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like samey. <laughs> no, it's just like, like I want to be on board. Yeah. Like that's literally how we came up with bangers and yeah. <laughs> and we haven't even like scraped that the tip of the iceberg in terms literally. of what we've been through. Like and like I was supposed to be like, like, yeah. like existentials where I'm like. Guys, I'm in a relationship now. Where are we gonna get content from? Like, apparently, I'm meant to be. I told her to pull herself out for but, you guys. But the thing is, you know what, guys? Like, if you see me on the streets, let me know. Like, I'm <laughs> open for business. I'm not saying for everyone. What no. is that thing that they say? Rights of admission reserved. But I, I know that's right. But. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to create content, so whatever happens, your girl up, you know. And also, thank you so much, Zen, for being our first guest. Yes, like this is such a special episode, and we genuinely we picked you, knowing that, like, listen, Zen has lived a life. She has, (laughs) like, Zen has lived a life. I'm actually, I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually really glad that like dive into the things that we've done because I was like. There's only so many things that I would be able to skip because, <laughs> I mean, you guys know it's been a ride this year. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's the thing. I think Nochi and I are like really, because it's like episode 10 now, we're okay with sharing yeah. stuff. Like I'm very much, if, if, hey. if you hear this and you feel like it's you, it's probably you. Literally. And if you want to say something about it, say something like about it. Sad. Yeah, say it's like, like sad. Let's go. Oh, please. So uh, people, we're, we're open. Yeah. 
but we really yeah. don't expect guests to be as open yeah. as us because yeah. also like this was 10 episodes in the making yeah this was us like freak- i remember the first episode when we recorded i was like i don't know if i can go as far as i want to go <laughs> but now i'm like fuck it it's whatever we're here now there's like, a mic in front of my face what's up like it's like the people who love me still love me after this and that's Literally. what I'm like. Literally, literally. So I did whatever I did. I, I, I personally love you guys more. Oh, oh I love the stories. I mean, I already knew all the stories, but yeah. oh, there's some of them. Some of them, I was like, "Bitch, what? Not you, what?" <laughs> but I was not she, right? <laughs> Not she is like, I don't I think you know the jailbird story. Like, oh, you know most of it. I don't yeah. think I told you about the story of the car. I, yeah, I know of the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't know that the. Listen, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Everybody has those days. <laughs> I'm not gonna join in on that thing. Uh, I don't make mistakes. I'm perfect. I ain't got no red flags. Sparkle so bitch, I'm perfect. Yep. Oh, it's giving red flags to say you don't have red flags. <laughs> How can you be this cute and have red flags? Please, that would never be me. This is a Dairy Media Production.